On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about sports. Let's talk about sports, Tate. We're sports guys. We like sports. We don't care who knows it. I want to talk about this a little bit, if, if you'll entertain. Uh, mm-hmm. this I will indulge you, yes, please. You'll indulge me. Under Armour versus the world. What is <laughs> happening here? Uh, Under Armour is trying to get out of the UCLA contract. Mm-hmm. I thought at first it was just because uh you know it's sort of a an albatross of a contract is that how it works is that is that the correct term for, for 280 million dollars yes i would yeah. say that 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 is albatross i thought it was just like a, a singular thing where it was just under armor and ucla mm-hmm. are going to fight each other now under armor is trying to get out of everything uh <laughs> every every sponsorship they have they're trying to back out athletic directors with under armor ties are sweating bullets right now um, I, I want to break this. <laughs> what down. happens when no season starts at Dick's? Yeah. <laughs> Under Armour's just they're figuring that out right now. It's not good. Uh, we have to talk about that a little bit because it's uh, it, it's fascinating to to see that story develop a little bit. Also, uh, NBA updates. Tate. We haven't done mm. an NBA update in a full week now. Uh, a lot has changed, but has it? Who knows? Who sort knows? Of. There, I'll tell you one thing that's changed. Zion Williamson, not fat. The picture came out uh, of him of him with the mask. Throw on. away the A, put in an I, different vowel, fit from fat. The man has been working fit. out uh, mm-hmm. and is in great shape, and we're going to see him absolutely dominate the NBA for one and a half games before all of this experiment gets called off, and we all have to go back. First home. night, we got one night. Gonna be good. <laughs> Clippers, Lakers, and Zion. Uh, we're going to talk about um, other stuff that might come up. Who knows? Rick Pitino's plan for the future. Rick Pitino is back oh, yeah, in college Rick Pitino, basketball. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we have to talk about that as well. Uh, and whatever else comes up. It's a uh, it's a Friday show. It's a holiday weekend. The fact that we're even here is is kind of an upset in and of itself. But we're going to do a show. We're going to plug along. And we're going to yes. do our best to entertain you. But first, Woody Durham. All right, Thursday afternoon, uh, another show. Tate, before we get started, story time. Uh, I'm out. I am I'm, so excited the way you open that up. Another I think show. I'm very excited. Another show. <laughs> it's another show. We're here. I we we are not opting out of the bubble. A lot of guys are opting mm-hmm. out. You and I are in it. We're in the bubble. Um, our own little bubble, our own little world. Is anybody listening? We don't know. We don't know. But we're we're. But in, it never stops. <laughs> That's all that we know. We are in our bubble. We are keeping it going. We are staying distance. But we're still recording. We're still talking about things that could or could not happen. This reminds me. I had an idea for a movie, and I started like when I, you know, when everyone, <laughs> everyone in their twenties or, or high school or whatever, you go through this phase of life where uh, maybe it's just most guys where you think you can write a movie where you have yes, like a, of course, a, a yes. billion dollar movie idea. Yes. And what, I had, I had, I had a million of them, but one of them was I wanted to do this movie idea about a guy who's like basically a YouTuber, and. <laughs> He's getting pranked, and the whole it, basically he has, he thinks he has like a massive audience, and there's nobody watching, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he like carries himself like he has a massive and and I don't know that that that, that just reminded me of that. like yeah, you yeah it's like, like an eastbound and down but with a YouTuber with no audience but with yeah with all the charisma I, and then I toyed and then I thought like what if the idea was better what if it was the flip side where like a guy like somehow he's a massive star but he doesn't realize it he's just putting mm. out these YouTubes. And like, for some reason, like the people are watching him, but it's not counting the views mm-hmm. and he thinks he's getting like 300 views, but like everywhere he goes, people recognize him. Um, I don't know. As but they're just know, playing not cool. a great movie idea. That's why you know I mean? <laughs> you look, look, like you said, you got a million ideas. Uh, I have an idea. So Adam Sandler is, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that's pretty much. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider is. Anyway, I wanted to tell my story. So I, I'm, I'm a Marina man now, you know, this, okay. I'm yes. out on my jog and I thought, just because like I've been looking for anything 
to make me feel alive during this quarantine situation. And I, and I had it for a brief second. I'm out on my jog. I thought my dream was coming true today. My fantasy is I'm just like jogging by the marina and some old man flags me down. And he's like, he, he needs some muscle. He's like trying to tie something up on his boat, but he's like, he's, he's too frail. He can't do it. But he sees me and he's like, hey, young man, come help me. I come help him. We hit it off. We have like this great relationship. Suddenly, like I get access to his boat. Love. We're right. in love. <laughs> What's going on? But then in my fantasy, like this goes on for like six months where like I'm going out on a sailboat whenever I want because I'm a sailor yes. now. You know that. I've, I've watched yes. many YouTubes on sailing. Um, yes. I get access to his boat. He's, he's loaded out of his mind. Uh, because come to find out six months in, I remind him of his son that he hasn't talked to in 40 years. Mm -hmm. And then he writes me into his will. I'm, I'm the sole beneficiary, but right before he dies, his son shows up and they try to, they, you know, they, they mend their relationship and then I'm stuck in the middle and maybe Uh that's the movie idea. Right. Anyway, that's my fantasy. It happened today. Yeah. It happened today, Tate. I was jogging and I see an old man waving and I got so excited. And then it was like, a. uh, the night at the Roxbury situation. I was like, me, you, you, me. He was long story short. So, he was, so, so his son behind you, his son yeah, was behind you. Yeah. <laughs> the guy nice. behind me. Yeah. <laughs> <guy> behind me. <laughs> I felt uh, like it did. That just happened like an hour ago, by the way. So that's why it was fresh on my mind. I got so I mean, excited. It's I was better like, than him shit, waving you down for help. You know I mean? It's at least, at least it was just a gesture. I have this vivid, very vivid idea of how this is going to go in my head. And then like, I actually saw an old man waving at me and I was like, Oh my God, is this real life? And then no, no, it was not. So anyway, uh, I will say it. down there in the Marina, you can rent those sailboats uh, for yeah. a pretty good price and you go out there. It's a great time. It's a great time to be on the Pacific Ocean. Uh, can we, speaking of the Pacific Ocean and the Pacific Coast, can we talk about the Pac-12 and mm-hmm. the marketing benefits that do not exist there, according to Under Armour? Because there are no marketing benefits, according to Under Armour, who paid $280 million in 2016, uh, the same year that Steph Curry and the Warriors had won 73 games. Mm-hmm. Under Armour, Cam Newton had just won an MVP the year before. Tom Brady was, of course, contending and winning Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Under Armour was in a good spot, it felt like. And they said, you know what we want? We want the Pac-12. We want mm-hmm. the West Coast. We want the Best Coast. We want to bring something back here. And they've got no benefits from this. And now they're trying to force majeure their way out of there. <laughs> force majeure. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I'll take a force majeure. I'll take, I'll take, the, I'll take the force majeure. <laughs> and my lady, she'll, my lady will do the force yeah, majeure as well. As well. Yes, both of us. Force, yes, please. Two force majeures. <laughs> two of your finest force majeures. So that's where we are. <laughs> UCLA, Under Dude, I'm Armour, glad, the I'm ultimate you, battle. I'm glad you brought up uh, the, the timeline here because it is so hilarious to actually like graph out the rise and fall of Under Armour. That in mm-hmm. 2015, Tate, Steph Curry wins the MVP. Yes. The, the Golden State Warriors win their first title. Second title. First title. First title. First title in 2015. Yes. Yeah, because they, did, they, did, yeah, they didn't win in 2014. They win the first title in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph is the MVP. Cam is the MVP in the 2015 uh, uh, NFL season. Yes. His team beats OBJ, Mr. Nike, in New York. Giants game. I was at that game. Amazing game, back and forth. Like, everyone's like, Under Armour. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, this is Under Armour. This is what we do. The Panthers are 15-1. Meanwhile, Jordan Spieth is winning every tournament. Yes. The new Tiger. He's unbelievable. His name is Jordan. He's like 21 years old at the time, winning absolutely everything. This is all in 2015. Mm -hmm. And then Cam Newton makes the business decision in the Super Bowl. And chooses to not pursue the fumble when his team was dead. What was the score? They were down like 
four, was it? Or they were down it seven? 15 down to seven. seven. It, it would have been an oh, eight yeah. point game. So we could have tied it. Yes. Does not, does not dive on the fumble. That starts it. Then Steph loses to LeBron. The, the Warriors choke. The 73 one Warriors choke. Jordan Spieth falls apart at Augusta in mm-hmm. 2016. And, and Under Armour signs this deal with UCLA. <laughs> It's unbelievable. The, the, you, and you didn't even mention the balls. You didn't even mention Lonzo Ball is, in, is involved in this as well. So UCLA basketball is like, okay, we got the Memphis Regional. We got North Carolina. We got Kentucky. We got Lonzo. Like, this is a good time for, for everything to go well mm-hmm. in basketball. Uh, or at least they had just and signed then, my And then the balls. Yeah, and then Lonzo, did, did he do the they did big baller brand right out of college, right? When Lonzo yes. was coming right out of college. Yes. So that was a big, oh, my God. Just a stark uh, uh, turn of events for you. So, <laughs> or, or for Under Armour, I mean. Um, but, yeah, so Under Armour signed the 15-year, $280 million deal. Mm-hmm. They are now trying to get out of it. But, they, but it's not just UCLA. That's what I find fascinating is that Under Armour as a whole – so I, I went back and looked this up. I put on my, uh, my, my stock market hat and, and did some research. And by that, I mean I Googled this. Nice. In 2015, in September 2015, Under Armour stock was $52 a share. Mm-hmm. Right now, when I check today, it is under ten dollars. They have lost six hundred million dollars in the first quarter. What the hell is happening down armor other than like you know you hit your wagon to cam and Steph and they're hurt all the time now and uh and jordan speed can't <laughs> Jordan Speed's an absolute head case, but uh otherwise what what's going on Tate? Explain Steph and Cam are your guys. This is the this is the the Cam. No, these these Steph, are Carolina Steph. guys. These are yeah. the Carolina guys. 2015 was a great year for me. Uh, James Michael McAdoo was on the Warriors. The Warriors started out the season 13 and 0. I went to that Clippers game when they beat the Clippers. Chris Paul's talking all the shit in the world. Chris Paul, who I assumed was going to be my point god, was now being worked by a, a guard more so in the vein of a shooting guard. And it was just like this beautiful moment. But it was in L.A. Mitch Kupchak is there. It was great for a great time all around. And uh, like you said, Cam Newton is winning every game. Under Armour's on top of the world. Uh, but then that summer they lose after 73 wins. And then Steph Curry does the thing that Under Armour never wanted to happen, which is basically, you guys keep making me shoes that aren't that tight. People are making yeah. fun of me. That's reflecting upon me. I just lost to LeBron. The entire world pitted me versus LeBron. I don't want to be pitted versus Was LeBron. Was that the year the Steph Curry dad shoes came out? The, the yeah, the white. Yeah, the, yeah, what yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, what the what are those? Yeah, the what are those? Yeah, the what are those? Yes. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> That happened, and no one said "damn Daniel," and and Steph Curry said, "What the f, Under Armour," and uh, and that was what happened. And then he went to the Hamptons, and he said, "Nike number two, the man that if we were if we recall how this all played out too, Mark Titus, right? Nike wanted to sign Steph. They mm-hmm. took him to a meeting. They opened up a PowerPoint, and it said, "Hey, Kevin Durant, we can't wait for you to sign with Nike." And he and Del Curry said, "F Nike, we're gonna go with Under Armour." <laughs> So that was in 2014. So like this man's already showed good faith to Under Armour, but then now he's like he's pitted against LeBron, who's Nike's number one. Under Armour's like we need you to to be pitted against him. Instead, Nike's number two comes to be number one in in his land, but he asked him to come. So then that hurt his whole image marketing wise, at least in Under Armour, Under Armour's eyes. And then like you said, Cam Newton doesn't die for a fumble. People are like he's not competitive. He doesn't want to win in the clutch. <laughs> Meanwhile, my man is just getting killed all the time Can i don't know man it's egregious I went ba- can we get wait, a roughing the no, hang on penalty? hang on i went back son. and i if went back and wait do you it. see cam newton on the patriots and he gets every single call and was like man this is so great cam newton's so good at football and it's like no it's different officiating <laughs> for different teams and different markets this is entertainment folks catch up be that as it may <laughs> i went back and watched the uh the the 
choosing not to dive on the fumble clip when when Cam got signed by the Patriots. I yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty in fact, egregious. In fact, if he had never made the first hezzy to go down, which was his initial, which shows to me what his heart is. His heart is like yeah. Cam had a lot of people telling him what to do. You know, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that were bringing in for the Panthers. Jerry Richardson's like, we need a conservative council around him. And Cam is a free spirit. And Cam Newton in that moment <laughs> said, my heart says for the ball. And then my head says, chill. <laughs> I'll be back. Do you, think you know? do you think he thinks in that font that he uses? To yes, of, he, of like, course. Those are his thoughts, too. They, like, they appear with, like... Have you seen weird. his comics? His comics are the best. He does comics <laughs> based on, like, Chosen Newton, his son's life, that are on Instagram. I got to say... I gotta say, I thought Cam Newton was a tryhard. I thought he was a, a guy who was was fake cool, and I still sort of like the font thing. What are we doing? What you know, like sometimes he created a, his own font. We have with to, the wardrobe. The commitment like, is why. If if he never if he didn't stick to it, Mark Titus, then it would be lame. But he yeah. has done it for like six. Years. I know that is true. That's a good point. Uh, so, the wardrobe was like a little. Again, it's like. I, I'm not going to kill you, but it does feel like slight, like a tinge to try hard. But he won me over when I saw the uh, uh, the Clay Matthews clip that was like circulating recently um, from when they were playing the Panthers. You were watching tape, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were watching tape, huh? That was That's great. cool that was watching great. this. And I was like, all right. Everything I've thought about this guy, he really is that cool because you can't fake that. There's no faking how cool that was. That's that's really that's really cool. So back to the whole Under Armour arc here. I I think when when was the uh, when did Under Armour do the big victory dance? Uh, about how Nike had their chance to sign Steph and they blew it and we signed mm-hmm. Steph. That was 2015. That was after I feel the title. like that. Yes. That was 2015. 2015. They signed I Steph. I feel like that might have been the turning point. I feel like when they puffed their chest out a little too much and they're like, we are the best. We did it. You Nike blew it because they didn't sign Steph and we did. I feel like everything's just gone south from then. If they had made one shoe for Steph Curry that everyone was like, that is the shoe, like that is the 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 mm. cool shoe to wear in basketball, if they just made one of those, or at least one of those that was like a Dame Lillard type or Harden type shoe that has at least gotten some, or Kyrie's had these like weedy yeah. shoes and they've gotten traction and he had Krispy Kreme shoes, whatever. Like if he had had something, like one of those shoes popped. I think that the sevens almost did or the sixes, but they didn't. They didn't have anything. And you're, that the, was you're the sneakerhead in the operation. Who who's put out a good shoe though? Like I I, I don't know a single like say like because all LeBron shoes are garbage. Right? First like, off, Ka- what, Kawhi Leonard right now is under the radar as the smartest person in the shoe market because he's going to he's going to Karen's house and he's saying <laughs> kick in the door, waving my my New Balances, and they're comfortable <laughs> and you like them and you've been wearing them, and uh, he's this close to signing with Subaru and like. <laughs> The shoes are like that's why Jordans I think are such great basketball shoes because I mean you've worn you've worn Jordans they're very comfortable sure. shoes they are and New yes. Balances are very comfortable basketball shoes I got the Kawhis I wore them I'm like these are For very real? yeah that's your answer so if I if I was no. to tell you because like I'm a guy I have not bought a pair of basketball sneakers this man uh, they, you you know what also starts with the N Nike and if you have an N on the side of your shoe and you're winning <laughs> and you're winning in the finals and they look normal and they're comfortable I'm telling you that you can sell some shoes I'm telling you. I just picture like like I'm growing up and my parents like we don't have enough money to get Nikes so they, I, I buy the New Balance and I just get a Sharpie and write I K E next to that. You can, you can in I K E. Um, so you're telling me I've I haven't I haven't received a new pair of basketball shoes in ten years, and you're telling me in that ten year time frame, if I was to say like what shoes are popping, like what is the shoe in that ten year frame? That is actually the, good. The, the PGs, the, the Paul Georges, I think, are the best Nike shoes that have been made. During they that had, okay. All right. Yeah, so I would say the Paul Georges, the PG ones, are probably the best. Kevin Durant shoes, I love the KD-12s that they made. 
I have those shoes as well. They're very good. I like those shoes a lot. Kyrie shoes have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Dame. What about Kobe's? Shoes? Like end of Kobe career. I like never like Kobe shoes because he was Kobe, doing the low top. Co- thing, he did right? low tops, and I, yeah. I have my ankles aren't about that life. Yeah. But uh, same with Curry. Curry's kind of have Curry to me in time. Like people go back and they look at Kobe shoes and they're like, man, these are so funky and different. Now I like yeah. them. I think Curry shoes will have that at some point too. <laughs> you know, people will look back and be like, man, at the time, nah, but now they're cool. <laughs> So I, I can see all that happening. And again, this is the problem with Under Armour. We're trying to talk about Under Armour. When we, we can't even talk about Under Armour. We're talking about no, a million. No, of course. We're talking about – yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, forget about Under Armour. Let's talk about the UCLA side of this. Okay. Um, Matt Barnes, famous UCLA alum, mm-hmm. uh, played at UCLA. Yep. He tweeted when the, all this went out. He, he replied to a news story and said something about, like, this sucks because we're going to lose money. But UA gear is trash. This is going to be a blessing mm. in disguise. Uh, I don't said they were making fun of the players that were wearing Under Armour gear, right? That's hilarious. I, I, I do not disagree with him. I am I am firmly team Nike as it pertains to college basketball. One mm-hmm. for the aesthetic. I feel like I feel like Nike makes the best uniforms and the best mm-hmm. stuff. Um just in, in general. I don't know. Like Adidas has put out some absolute garbage uniforms. Yes, uh, the, sure. the ones I'm thinking about like the neon ones with like Baylor and Cincinnati that one year where it was like mm-hmm. NC State. They've doing? made some yeah. of the worst uniforms. They've made some really bad uniforms. And they, they've, they've botched Indiana's uniforms. I don't even know how many times my dad's called me like, what are they doing putting the stars on the jersey here? That's not that's not the way the 76 Hoosiers had it. So I don't like Adidas for that reason. Under Armour, does, like you said, like Under Armour to me was always, when I was growing up, Under Armour was always just the company that made the shit you wore underneath your football pads mm-hmm. like when it was cold outside when you're playing football games you were the turtleneck then yeah and that was it that they, they weren't a they weren't a sports apparel company they were a yeah. turtleneck company that yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah you play baseball oh. you soccer anything yeah you just like wear so, like tight under armor the idea like i don't mind our under armor's look some of the under armor schools like the jerseys look cool whatever uh but i just don't trust the shoes i the shoes mm. don't look they don't pop for me so i've, I've always been like a Nike guy. Is that the play here, Tate? Does you does does UCLA? They have to get out of this contract now, right? Like, mm-hmm. they, there has to be some sort of settlement. I mean, UCLA is not going to lock in with a relationship with Under Armour when Under Armour is trying to bail on them two years into a fifteen-year deal. <laughs> like UCLA has to hit the eject button, right? I think that they want to keep in this relationship because they want to keep the money coming. And I think Under yeah. Armour is like, this is just a pit hole of money. And UCLA said, welcome to Los Angeles. Yeah, this is yeah. where you just throw money and it just goes away. We don't know where. And yeah, Under Armour, we didn't mention Tottenham. I wanted to, as we okay, as I was yeah, thinking yeah. about Under Armour, it's like they did have Tottenham too because like apparently everyone that's my age has been watching, uh, you know, European soccer their entire lives. And I've been Tottenham fans and their dads were Tottenham fans. And you would, I wouldn't get it. You wouldn't yeah, get it. You wouldn't like, understand. That's their life. Yeah. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, so the, let's just not even talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but UCLA, right. They need to go with, like, I think Nike's a good choice. I think Adidas throw it out. The only way that I would go with Adidas is here's my pitch to you. Right. So we, mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of UCLA, UCLA, like we are LA. We are going to go Hollywood. And here's mm-hmm. how we go Hollywood. Kanye West. <laughs> and I just want that to sit there. Right <laughs> just, yeah. Stew on that. Okay. Stew on that. Bring him in. This man's going to make a basketball shoe because all he wants to do, he said this in a song one time, Easy jumped over jump man. And he wants to make a basketball shoe at some point, he will put out a basketball shoe. And I like the idea if it is Yeezy-sponsored apparel oh that is God. specific to just UCLA. 
That is my pitch. Where like if you go to UCLA, you're wearing Yeezy everything. You're wearing Yeezy jerseys, Yeezy shoes, and that's the only school in the country that does it. And he's trying to compete with Jumpman, with Jordan, right? The Jordan brand that's at Marquette and, of course, Carolina, Georgetown, all these different other places, San Diego State, for example. And I think Jordan's a good play for UCLA, too, because I know Jordan at one point said he, mm-hmm. he wanted to go to UCLA mm-hmm. or considered UCLA. I don't know how true that is, but maybe after the fact he thought that. So maybe they go after them, you know, and they're like, we want Jordan to come out here, and Jordan goes for UCLA. But I don't think he will because he thinks it's a money pit. So right. Kanye West has thrived in money pits. He's talked about being $53 million in debt before. He's gotten mm-hmm. out of that. I think he goes to UCLA, and it's specific to – and uh, it's Yeezy apparel. That's what now, I want. Help out an old white guy here. Uh, Yeezy is independent. Like the Yeezy, Yeezy brand. He, he's not like an offshoot of Nike or anything. He is Adidas. Adidas, Adidas, he, Adidas, Adidas owns the Yeezy seasons, however many he's done. But then Yeezy okay. brand is his brand. So he's doing like okay. Yeezy for Gap now, right? Like, so he just came <laughs> out. It's, he's doing branded clothing clothes for Gap. And his first job, Mark Titus, I shit you not, was at Gap. This man is a genius. Like, Put him on the UCLA. Dude, like, let him be Alexander Julian of UCLA basketball. So I think I like this more for uh, 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 Pepperdine or something. Like, I, I do UCLA. like it. I like, I like UCLA. your idea. UCLA is dead. UCLA is dead. <laughs> McCronin. They were a dead. shot away from winning the Pac-12, the prestigious stop, conference stop, of champions. The brand. The brand is what I'm oh, talking about. Oh, the UCLA brand. They have to inject some life into that brand. So – so Yeezy, UCLA goes Yeezy brand. My, my my fear is that Kanye gets too experimental with everything, and like yes. he's, he's gonna make like wool uniforms. Yes, <laughs> right? he's, gonna, yes. he's yes. gonna make like like they're gonna Leotards. play onesies. Leotards. Yeah, Leotards. Yes, amazing, amazing. I guess I don't see what the downside is. That's I mean, <laughs> models are there. Like the the most famous rappers and celebrities are there. Barack Obama's at games. Like this is a whole move to be like this is Hollywood. This is where the stars come and watch basketball. That's all this is. That's what I'm telling you. That's the pitch. Oh, <laughs> and, okay. and, and meanwhile, UCLA sitting there like, we're just going to stick with Under Armour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Under Armour. Will. Well, uh, so the UCLA part of this, um, yeah. they first of all, we should, we should make this note. Uh, on Wednesday, July 1st, this past Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. Dan Guerrero, longtime UCLA athletic director, stepped down after 18 yep. years. He's, 18 he's years. Uh, retiring. So Martin Jarman steps into his place. Former athletic director of Boston College was also assistant athletic director at Ohio State when I was there. Um, wow. By the way, he played. That. He played at. Uh, he, he's, he played basketball at UNC Wilmington. By the way, mm, I knew he did. I knew he played. Yeah. I didn't know he was at Ohio State when you were there. That's cool. So he he is now the athletic director at UCLA. Very young guy. Um, like he he made a lot of splashes in easy. In the, in the world of, I know that's what I'm saying. In the world of college sports, when he was hired at Boston College, I wonder he was. I mean, he still might be in his 30s, right? Like, I still think he's he's not even 40 yet. So, like, this is a big deal that he's he's the AD there, but he's inheriting Tate. So UCLA athletics last year operated at a 19 million dollar deficit. Just yes. the athletic department, they had to take yes. like loans out from the school. A money pit, Martez. yeah, it's yes. a money pit. But man, I. I I feel bad for him. <laughs> Day one on the job, you're you're stepping into this situation where, uh, yeah, yeah, Under Armour is trying to get out. Um, you're operating at a deficit. Easy might be the answer. Is Easy the answer? I don't it's, know. It might be Gap. It might be going to Gap yeah. to get to Easy. Well, you go to Gap and you say, Gap, we want to to make our uniforms and just our off. Like we want our team to have to be styled not just on the court but off the court. Here's here's my idea. So uh, I, I think you bring up a good point. First of all, the reason they signed with Under Armour in the first place is they were trying to make a splash. They were trying mm-hmm. to they were trying to zag as the world zig, if you will, uh, the rest of the college basketball world. <laughs> I'm glad you understand how to use that phrase. Yeah, they were trying to zag. Um, <laughs> 
So I, I'm with you in that regard that like it, UCLA signs with Nike. They're just one of many now and they're, they're lost on the shelf. And USC is Nike. So it's just not even yeah. fun. So here's my thought. What, what, are we, we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the UCLA brain back. We're trying to get back to the glory days. The glory days being when Mark Godfrey was an assistant coach mm-hmm. on the bench in 1995. 1995. When UCLA was sponsored by Reebok, Tate. Reebok mm-hmm. is dead. Reebok uh, has no basketball uh, brand. Revive the Reebok brand. Sign UCLA. Run it back. Honestly. 1995. Let's go. Yeah, that's my I mean, plan. That that's a good pick, honestly. That's a really good pick. I, I would say Reebok. The one time that they tried to come back, they tried to do the John Walls, and funny enough, those were the Zigs, I believe, is what they were called. <laughs> um, and they had Zig technology, and I bought those shoes as well, and they were not comfortable. Mark, that's when Reebok had the NFL too, and it was kind of like, what is going on with Reebok? How do they have these contracts and no apparel? Um, but they had Shaq. I mean, they have Reebok. Well, they did have Shaq, like, yeah. Yeah, Puma Puma might be in the mix too. Puma, yeah, seems I forgot like, about Puma. Like yeah. they have the new God Sham God shoe. They were hot they for. Is DeAndre shoe. Jordan still Puma? DeAndre Ayton is Puma. Or DeAndre Ayton? I mean, not DeAndre Jordan. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Bagley's yeah, Puma. Ayton. Bagley's Puma. That's right. Puma started just signing everybody, and then yeah, I've, I've wondered when they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> say this was a huge mistake. As they well. didn't even just sign like current players. They went back to just guys that were. They were just like Clyde, you're back. God Sham God, you're back. What they're else like, we got? Did, cool uh starberry what about him how about no how about starberry uh what about and champ- hey hey and champion one's a good one. champion's a good one because like 11 championships and then champion mm. is like a streetwear brand now so if champion comes into ucla and they do like the, the whole old school like the the c on the jersey yeah. the new champion la oh they do, they do like the, you know the the hundred year they're the the year kevin love was playing when the c would be a different color i know that was really people didn't like that but i liked I, it it looked kind of goofy to me, but you take that C out and you put the champion yeah. C there. That's uh, the one. It's the conference of champion. Yes. Outfit yes. the whole conference. <laughs> yes, the whole conference. They do a deal for the whole conference. Everyone's like, UCLA, you can't do that. They're like, this is the Pac-12. What baby. about what what other dead shoe brands are there? There's uh I remember Chris Weber had Dada. That was one, right? Do you remember oh, that? Fila. That, Fila is my Fila, favorite. Fila, Grant Hill. Fila, Fila could come Jerry back. Stackhouse, not just Grant Hill. Jerry, see, yeah. yeah. you've been brainwashed by Duke Media your whole life. Jerry Stackhouse. There is one other option, Tate. So uh, UCLA has been offered $205 million <laughs> by a company to step in, replace Under Armour, just a clean break from Under Armour. Okay. Uh, you take their sponsorship. You can make up all that money you're losing. And the company is Cam Soda, which I have been told is an adult webcam company. They are offering <laughs> a $205 million deal. I assume this is true. I assume if it's in the porn world, they have just like an ungodly amount of money and they're actually serious and they actually would have well, to do yeah what what is the deal for do they even know the deals for i don't know i don't I, yeah i, I don't I, well, I, I i'm gonna use this as an opportunity to transition into nba talk if, if you don't mind say, because no. <laughs> there that's the, that's the that's the bubble right that there's a cam company that the nba is trying to they offer sign the, i think the deal is <laughs> UCLA agrees to it, and then before you know it, you look up. Mick Cronin's doing adult webcams. He's the, part of the deal is Mick Cronin's got a yeah. He's like a five. He's, he's the, coach, the, the weekly coaches show. He just starts stripping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Money making Mick is um, here. No, we, well, yeah, we can get to the NBA uh, thing. I just want to have, offer one more thought. Um, Please. Why do you think like if Under Armour is getting out of this because Under, Under Armour is hemorrhaging money? Uh, it's yeah. basically becoming a two-horse race between Nike and Adidas in college basketball. Uh, as we've learned the past few years, um, a lot of the a lot of this under-the-table bag dropping is being facilitated <laughs> by these shoe companies, Tate. So mm-hmm. my question to you is, 
does this whole uh, Under Armour thing blowing up? We're we're at a weird state in the pandemic. Uh, we're, we're we're working towards name, image, likeness thing. Is this not a good time for the NCA to step in? <laughs> Basically, just have one shoe contract. Through. I, I think I think there should be one outfitter amongst the entire NCAA champion. Player, yeah, it's champion. It and really then the is players champion. themselves can sign their shoe contracts and wear whatever they want. But like the jerseys and the gear should all be one. Are all right? champion? Yeah, yeah. Everything is like it's mandated from the top. Yeah. Why? Why is this not a thing? Isn't that I absurd? Know, like I, as you think about it, I think it, that's a great idea. I like, think shouldn't whatever whatever contracts the schools have right now, they're grandfathered in. See them out through the end. But that's it. That's the end of your contract. And then moving forward, the NCAA decides. It's like the, it's how the NBA works. Like they change their whoever does their uniforms. They do a big mm-hmm. deal, and then you divvy up the money and do it that way. And then the players, the name, they, they can do the name, image, likeness thing. The players can sign their own shoe brand, so you can wear like a champion jersey, like like yeah. the NBA is. Yeah. Yeah. Like the NBA is. If you wear what is NBA? Nike jerseys right now? Nike. But Dame Lillard wears a Nike jersey and Adidas shoes. Who says no? I don't know. It makes too much sense to me. It makes too much sense. I mean, honestly, but I just feel like the NCAA is uh there's just no way that they they're not listening. So they're not listening. Uh, <laughs> they're not but listening. yeah, UCLA, uh Under Armour's trying to get out of that, which according yeah. to all the legal people, they have no leg to stand on, and UCLA will will end up getting the money they're owed or whatever, but they're probably going to spend it all on lawyers. Anyway, uh, Cal is also running into problems. Boston college is running into problems. Uh, Navy's athletic director is worried. Tate. I don't know. Thoughts and prayers to, uh, the rest Notre of the Dame Army. is okay though, right? Yeah, Notre, Notre Dame's okay. That's what <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm asking you of yeah, this list. Right. Okay. Notre Dame. I made a list. Notre Dame, Maryland, Wisconsin, Texas tech, Auburn, South Carolina, Seton hall, Utah, Wichita state since South Carolina is on the chopping block. Yeah. Who's on the chopping block there? Seton hall is on the chopping chop block. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, there's, there, there's, I like, think Northwestern, Mar- Maryland can't be chopped. Of course, can't Auburn be can't be chopped because they won a championship with Cam Newton and he's still Auburn. So they can't be chopped. Texas tech can't be chopped because you know, recency bias, uh, with Chris beer, that's a good program yeah. that's going up. They're not going to chop them. Uh, and they got football there. Uh, Under Armour had two schools in the Final Four in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oof. Mm. I think Northwestern's <laughs> fine too because uh, yeah, that's like prestige, right? They're yeah, just like we want those. We want the media to love us. So we'll their contracts for like 20 grand, I think. It's a 10 year, twenty thousand dollar contract. It's Chris, <laughs> Chris Collins' a salary for yeah, yeah the, the first like, few years. They're like whatever, we're not going to cut you. It's not worth the. It's not worth the effort. Oh. Oh, all right, let's talk about the NBA a little bit. I know I, uh, you wanted to do the NBA update. Your thoughts out of the gate. What 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 is the number one thing? <laughs> my, my number one thought is this cam company that that has been leaked out as an option for all these guys. I mean, it seems like Dame Lillard's talked about his room. Or everyone's gonna be isolated, right? We're gonna be in this bubble. Um, everyone's had their own regiment of of ways to get fit and get in shape for this thing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be chaos, is what I'm thinking, and. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned the the cam company trying to represent UCLA, there's a cam company that wants to provide you know reasons to stay in the room for these players. Like this, all sounds so fundamentally barbaric and also <laughs> comedic at some level too. Where you know Dame Lillard's like, I'm not gonna be leaving my room, and LeBron's like, Well, I'm not gonna be leaving my room. And it seems yeah. like there's gonna be like a lot of gamesmanship. And yep. There's gonna be a lot of I don't even know the tension in the air because there's like a lot of rules and rules are not great. And you're also isolated to a room by yourself. Um, You get two hours to go play basketball. Then you go back to your room Mm -hmm. again. I've said this before more on mountain comes to mind as the more I hear like how this plays out Um, and more players are pulling out. People are getting sick. People are like isolated already. Spencer Dinwiddie's day six says he, he feels like he's coming back from surgery. 
Um, you know that that like it, it's crazy. That's what I that's all I want to say, Mark Titus. And you have I, you and I have been saying this the whole time. It yeah, yeah, like- we, we, it is it is crazy. But like I I've gotten to a point, like I said, uh, just because it's such a bad idea, it is so beyond the pale a bad idea. There there's no part of this that's even a sliver of a good idea. Even the part that's like we should save money, um, that's a bad idea. Like all of it is a bad idea. It's just all. And it's gone. It's gotten so far. It's it, it it just gets reinforced every single day how bad of an idea this is. That I have no choice but to laugh at this point because like I, I have no other reaction with with it all. It's just well, I, I mean, it, it's so ridiculous. It's it's uh, uh, Demar Derozan's coming out talking about what you're uh, t- to add to the, the the conversation as well. Talking about how absurd the the doubles ping pong thing is and just like how frustrating all these rules are. He's already over. I think he used the the word overwhelmed um, by all the rules and points out how like stupid it is that you're <laughs> you're playing against basket you're playing basketball against guys and sweating on each other and coughing and spitting and all that stuff and then you can't stand next to a guy and play ping pong <laughs> which which brings up the point like the ultimate reason this is such a bad idea Tate is that if you have all of these rules in place because you're acknowledging that there's a very serious pandemic going on that is only getting worse it is it is demonstrably worse now today than it was march 12th when rudy gobert tested positive and the whole world shut down and like everyone mm-hmm. panicked yeah. it is much 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 worse by by multiple factors i don't know what the number is but it's worse mm-hmm. and now all the, so you're acknowledging that the problem is worse that florida just set a record on wednesday ten thousand cases in one day so you're acknowledging how bad it is which is why you're putting all these rules in place uh so if you're if, if it takes putting all these rules in place why are we actually playing it like I would, I would almost respect it more if the NBA was like, "There, we do not believe. We think it's a hoax. Mm-hmm. We do not believe in the coronavirus. We're just going to continue the season as normal." Because then at least you're like, I don't. At least you can. You're you're just stupid, I guess. I don't know. But like to acknowledge that this is a, a serious problem going on, and also by the way, we're going to have a second bubble in Chicago for no reason. What? So the Knicks fans have something to watch what no the hornets fans and the bulls fans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they put in chicago for the bulls they're like let's see what the new bulls look like kobe white's gonna have his own chance to star yeah it is ridiculous it is ridiculous uh to think about i mean you you said to me uh you know we were forgetting about rudy gobert it's like two guys and like we've already had however, however many however many players we've already had however many players uh that have tested positive and it's and it's the nba the way that's been been put out to the world, it's like only nine players are tested positive. Yeah, yeah. And and only is the 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 greatest word ever, right? When you say only, that means that it's not that bad. And the rhetoric behind it says it's not that bad, and we're all good. And yeah, it seemed like that's what this whole push is. Even there was another headline that I thought was genius. They put out and they say 150 million dollars have been invested to get the courts to Orlando, Florida, <laughs> and that's done mark titus that 150 billion dollars is done you know what that says to the america that says that we can't go back now mm-hmm. because we're we've already invested 150 million dollars to make this work to make this mm-hmm. comfortable to to follow all the guidelines that we have tried to follow so therefore you can't blame us because we've made the investment on our end to make sure it's mm-hmm. safe and whatever happens happens that's the world the way the world works but we've done our job but I didn't know it costs $150 million to move cores to Florida. And if it does, we definitely shouldn't be having a bubble. Um, no. So that's another layer. Like, just the financial side of it, I think, is pretty wild. Um, but can we talk about, like, the fire Festival angle of this, too, with the food? Like, the, the MLS? Because, like, the NBA, like, we still have yet to see what that looks like. But we already yeah, have is, versions of It is of weird this. how there's two separate bubbles, but they're at the exact same place. Like, MLS is doing their thing. 
exact same at the exact same wide world of sports complex. Like, I mean, like obviously they're not staying in the exact same hotels and, but on the same premises, MLS is doing their thing. The MLS story is, is becoming, I mean, they're kind of the test case, right? Cause the MLS yeah. is coming back uh, July 8th. So yeah. next week they're supposed to come back and do the, but I, I love, by the way, the MLS tournament is literally called MLS is back tournament. <laughs> <laughs> that should, they should have, they should have bailed on it right then. Like when that was the, the winning thing, they should have been like, all right, we can't do this. We can't well, the NBA's is whole new game. Hashtag whole new game. <laughs> Yeah, it's a whole new game for sure. There's a lot more risk involved. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So MLS is supposed to come back July 8th. This past week, six Dallas players, FC Dallas players, test positive, um, which people were, you know, it was obviously a, a big deal because anytime guys are testing positive, but then the, the, the people that are trying to see this, that, that are trying to push this thing through to the finish line are like, well, we knew the guys were going to test positive. Let's just get them to the bubble and everything will be fine. Get them into the bubble. It's all yeah. going to go well. Yeah. And then... I think it was today. Uh, someone on the crew, one of the Columbus Crew mm-hmm. players, uh, tested positive with, from within oh, the, the bubble. Oh, the the Flavor Town crew. Yeah, correct yourself. The the test was coming from inside the bubble. Uh, meanwhile, Carlos Vela, the the MVP oh, of the league, the Carlos best player, Vela. the best, the best player in the league, is out. He's already like, I'm not doing this. Uh, so the MLS thing is is an out and out disaster already. And then we saw the uh, the Firefest sandwiches. You love that. The uh, uh, Omar Gonzalez, I think, was the first person. That, that I just, it. I'm just confused as the like. So, so people that didn't see this, it was a tweet from Omar Gonzalez, and it was a sandwich that was like, you know, looks like you would order from like a sandwich shop or like a, you know, a food truck or something like that. Quickly thrown together, maybe you make it home and throw it together. Yeah. But then there was a price point that said like forty five dollars or something like that. They were apparently outside the bubble, and there was yeah. going to be better food within the bubble. That's what. It- that's what, I, I, that's what the cover-up is, but they, but it does – like the reason I say Firefest and everyone say Firefest is because like there was always a promise of something else better. It was like, oh, that's just like this one thing. And everyone's like, oh, okay. And then they yeah. just keep going into more shit. And yeah. that feels what the bubble feels like, you know. It's not going to be fixed in a bubble. The bubble is not any different than – there's no such thing as a bubble. The just bubble does not <laughs> exist. Like in the same way, the limit does not exist. The bubble does not exist. Yeah, that's what I thought when they said when the NBA came out and said we're gonna have a second bubble in Chicago. I was like, it's Chicago. Yeah, you give this more time, <laughs> we're gonna end up having thirty NBA bubbles. They're gonna be all the cities with NBA teams. And they're just <laughs> yeah. going to play the games. <laughs> Look, fact of the matter is, I, right now I live in my own bubble. You live in your yeah. own bubble. Like you know, we're in a bubble. Like you just call it whatever you like. Personal bubble space up. is your bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the MLS is is serving as sort of a test case, a, a, a preliminary run to see how you know smoothly a professional sports operation can run within the Disney World bubble and so far it is going horribly uh so, <laughs> so that's where we're at but good luck to the NBA uh they're introducing a second bubble meanwhile I saw a report that Adam Silver is going to be coming in and out as he pleases so as you <laughs> said not actually a bubble Adam Silver is he, he said something about like he's going in uh there's like a backdoor entrance he's going to take or something like that so not, I have no He's idea. Like, don't worry, guys. I got my own secret interest. Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be like an opening to the bubble? Wouldn't, wouldn't that open the bubble? Would we be susceptible to that? It's like no. Uh, but I thought about this too, man. So like, say they say they they go through with this whole thing. There's a it's winner. happening, Mark. That's what I'm saying. The hundred fifty million dollars. Okay, so okay, what's what's what's, what's your percent? Okay, let's do the thing. A hundred percent. Hundred. Hundred percent. It's starting. It's starting. What's your percentage, percentage finishes? chance it finishes? Okay, that's, you're just you're all in on both. A hundred percent it starts. Zero percent chance it finishes. I love the binary thinking. I think there is a. I'm with you. A hundred percent chance. Well, no, I'm going to say ninety five percent chance it starts because I, I think I agree. But if it, you know, if if there are, if it continues to explode, if guys get 
if LeBron if LeBron gets Corona when you get to the bubble before the game starts, they're not going to play the game. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I, I would say I think there's a ten percent chance they they see it through to the end because, like you said, it's like a sunk cost. They're just going to keep chugging along, and like guys mm-hmm. are going to. It's just going to be a war of attrition of like you test positive, you're out. Like, next guy up, let's play it. As long as we got ten guys that are healthy, we'll throw jerseys, we'll swap jerseys. Suddenly you're going to look up and like Damian Lillard's wearing a Pelicans jersey, and you're not really sure how it happened. That's why if you're the players, this devalues you as a player because they're basically saying it doesn't matter if you're not there. Insert player. We have another player we can sign and throw in your place right and that person puts on a net jersey and the fans don't care they're just pulling for the nets which i don't believe nba fans are like that we've talked about that a million times yeah uh, I, I think fans are more i'm a fan of insert player therefore i pull for insert team and in the college world that's why they can you know they can say look you play for duke yeah, <laughs> yeah. name on the front of the jersey it's really on the back in the nba unless it says some wild stuff like trillion you know like who yeah knows? <laughs> like, then it's not even about the name on the back of the jersey. Uh, do you see Jokic still isn't even in America yet? And the, yeah, the they have, he's a past two positive tests, and then he gets there. And and I saw Mike Malone on NBA TV talking about it, and he's like super chill about it. He's like, yeah, we'll get him back here. We'll get it. It'll be fine. That's my only thing is that's why I know it's 100% because everyone seems to be very calm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine this. So they see, they see it through to the end. You say there's a 0% chance. Say they just get stubborn and they're like, we have to crown a champion. We we've come too far mm-hmm. uh just imagine like the the scene that it's the team that wins like at this point if if the corona cases are tracking the way they are like they will not be dogpiling i will tell the you. world's on fire and all of a sudden like all these guys are just like popping champagne but like even has anyone even thought of that in the nba in the nba offices just, no. just the visual of like guys like dousing themselves in champagne by themselves in the locker room as as the rest of the world is like dude we don't have jobs and, or we're scared of our health. And this is, yeah. this is no, I don't think they have. I don't think they, they haven't. Have. No, I don't think so. And I think that's why I say 0%. I think 100, 100%, 0%. And I think it's going to be a great documentary. That's why it feels very Firefest as well. You know, as it was happening, everyone looked around, they were like, man, someone's going to tell this story. Hopefully yeah. not in 18 months as it happened. They should let it marinate a little bit. But that's where we are in the world. Uh, but college sports, on the other hand, there's optimism. I feel like every single school is there. They put out a P they put out a PSA. That's like wear a mask. Like I've seen Chris Holtman, mm. Coach Holtman, you know, coach of the program doing a great PSA. Roy Williams has done it. Coach K has done it. I had heard from someone about a month ago that college football was happening. Bang. It was happening. Like they didn't care. It was happening. Then I see Mac Brown, you know, he's signing five stars, but he's also putting out PSAs every single day. That's like, if you want me to be yeah. NC state, <laughs> put, put on a mask. That's really what they got to do. They got to do like one of the, the uh, uh, there's gotta be some sort of campaign where it's, it's happening like man. I'm tell- between the two, between NC, North Carolina and NC State fans as to who can wear the mask yeah. the most or something. And yeah, who has the least amount of cases on campus. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. or yeah. something like that. And then, like, people get competitive. That's the only way to – I don't think it's happening. I don't think I, – I have become just completely pessimistic. But, like, I'm, I, like, as I said, I'm laughing about it. I promise I'm not mad. I'm not actually oh, yeah, mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm not upset. It's funny. Um, no, uh, our, we, we are a country of morons. That has become clear. Uh, it's Idiocracy. It's yeah, a great it's, movie, it's, but uh, now it's reality. People just, yeah, as cases continue to spike, there's always, like, idiots that are like, yeah, but what about the death rate? As though, 
<laughs> as though yeah. that's the only thing that yeah. can happen. If you don't die from it, you're fine. I will say the one, the one positivity, the one thing I am excited about, because I, I'm with you, I think the NBA, like as I said, this is a horrible idea. And I, I cannot stress enough. Just, to, just imagine how bad this would be if Adam Silver wasn't the commissioner. If we had I know. A, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, he's doing the best he can. Yeah, exactly. If we have a great commissioner in the NBA that, that, that is never – he's throwing a no-hitter. So that's, that's fantastic that, that we have him in charge because if someone else is running this, this would be an absolute disaster. Uh, this is the worst idea ever, and they're, they're very stubborn, and they're going through with it. Uh, but the one, the one beacon of hope is Zion Williamson is in shape. And, mm. my God, I'm excited about that, Tate. The picture that came out of Zion. Zion Williamson is the only thing all of America can agree on. That's what I realized. That picture comes out, and there's not a single person that's like, overrated screw this guy everyone's just mm. like my god i cannot wait to watch zion Williams play basketball again it breaks my heart that in five years there's going to be a contingent of haters i'm sure there will at some point but right now it feels like you hate duke more than anyone i know and mm. even you're like i i wish zion well i hope zion has no we love zion yeah he's yeah. south carolina product great kid works hard loves the game of basketball he's going to be successful we all know that i think the one thing with zion was is he too and happy is he just like i'm number one pick i'm chilling in new orleans like i'll figure it out in four years when i can really compete for a championship but instead he puts his picture out he's like i'm on 2k now people were upset because you know i, I saw like espn put out a, this is what espn has come to they put out stats like it took lebron a, a, a thousand games to be on the cover of 2k 14 and it took zion 40 games to be on the cover of 2k 21 <laughs> stat that we have to see big 10 stat and, of the day and then, yeah, great stat, 2Ks the other day. And I saw that, and then I was like, man, Zion's going to get some haters, right? Like, And then I go in the comments, like, Zion deserves it. Zion's the yeah, beast. Right, Zion's right. the best. Like, right. whatever, whatever. I was like, wow, this is really good faith. Then this other picture comes out, and I'm thinking to myself, whoever's running Zion's brand, obviously mm-hmm. not the people that are suing him, but <laughs> CA, whoever he's signed with, uh, they're doing a great job uh, mm-hmm. with, with what they're putting out, with how they're manipulating. I think they purposely want us to think he was out of shape, like with mm-hmm. the big sweatshirt that he wore. I think they made him wear that sweatshirt. They look kind of fat. You know, get these mm-hmm. people like shook on it. And then come back and dominate. And I think he's going to dominate if we have a bubble. And then they're guaranteed to get the AT. The NBA obviously wants that to happen based yeah. on that picture. And I'm still pulling for John Morant. I still want the Grizzlies to be the eight seed. But I know America wants I am. Yeah, America. I I also want to point out that that Duke's the Duke account, the Duke Twitter account, posted the picture, um, and put a filter on it. And I thought that was uh, well played. That Duke, everyone else was just posting the picture and just being like, "Oh my God, Zion!" And Duke Duke posted the picture and like put some filter on it to make the shadows uh, look better, make it pop more. And I was, that's that's why they're the best. That's why they have the the biggest social media follow. That's why they were the one seed in our uh, Fox bracket and. Got and didn't get upset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely not all followers that they bought. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about whatever the hell else you want to talk about. Rick Pitino. For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10-gen Intel Core processors, Shop special prices on top brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 800 by Dell. That's 800 by Dell. All right, before we get to shout outs, close out state, uh, Rick Patino and Dick Vitale, the, the, what, what are we calling them? The, the, the strongest duo in college? Yeah, like the, 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 the dynamic duo. The dynamic duo. These guys could could solve any problem in college basketball. Their idea is this to for the college basketball season because 
you seem to think the football's coming back. A lot, a lot of people are more pessimistic about it. Than, no, uh, I don't think it is anymore. I'm just saying a month ago I was told it was guaranteed. Oh, Mac okay. Brown, I want football to come back, but if I know anything about Carolina football, whenever they have a chance to actually contend, mm-hmm. something happens, whether it be an NCAA investigation, whether Mac Brown gets paid to go to Texas, or whether a global pandemic hits and they can't play. Um, so today, you or maybe it was yesterday, I, who, who knows, uh, you, USC said that their classes are going to primarily be online in the fall. That's been like the newest development, which is, yeah. you know, you, you start reading the tea leaves and it's like, all right, if, cl- if kids aren't going to class on campus, then how can you expect the athletes to go to, to campus? And if the athletes aren't on campus, how's football going to happen? If football is not going to happen, how, is, how are they going to finance basketball? There's just a lot of dominoes that are going to fall. Uh, people in the college basketball world are a little worried about this. But Dickie V and Rick Pitino have a plan, Tate. Their mm. plan, uh, the Rick Pitino plan is start the season in January and play only league games. He came out with this plan, what was it, like four days after Dickie V? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's basically year. like he called Dickie V. They had a conversation, but he's like, oh, baby, that's amazing. And, and Rick Pitino was like, don't put that out yet, Dick. Like, I got to go talk to some people mm-hmm. and see if that's like a potential thing. And Dick Vitale was like... Got the scoop. <laughs> my source. Yeah, my source is saying. Uh, but, yeah, it's January. It's conference games, then a tournament, and then we play May Madness. That's what everyone mm. wants. They wanted to have the same uh, alliteration. They wanted to be able to say not March, yeah. but May. April April loses. April makes more sense, no actually, lesson. but it just doesn't it, it start just, with the end. It just end, doesn't so. work. It just doesn't work. April, we cannot play a tournament in April. We need May Madness. <laughs> May Mayhem. May, that's yeah. too much May. No, um, no, no. no. <laughs> too, it's got to be Mays. too many Mays. Uh, so the idea is starting the season in January, playing only league games. Um, it makes sense from a timeline perspective. It does not make, cause it, it would have to start in January just from the sense of like, that's when semester happens. So if like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're suggesting all these schools are taking the first semester off and it's, uh, or, or it's all online first semester, maybe, maybe kids are back on campus at schools starting in January. So then maybe we could do college basketball then. Um, my problem with it is. Uh, how are we going to know? Like Gonzaga is going to go undefeated, playing in the WCC, and they're going to get a six seed in the NCAA tournament if if this if this is the plan, right? Like Gonzaga is absolutely screwed with this plan. Gonzaga is going to be really really good next year. So um, I don't know, but I, I don't I don't know what the what the solution is going to be. I, I, guess- I think. The one idea I saw was playing the non-conference games uh, at the end of the – so you play interleague games and you play non-conference games. Like the – I guess you pick however, like two games for each school and then yeah. match it up to make it work and you play those at neutral sites or home and homes or whatever it may be. And then you have a conference tournament at a neutral site. That's that's a bubble, another bubble, another and then, bubble. <laughs> and then the NCAA sites that are all bubbles. And then at that point, you're like, is America just like a bubble? Are we just completely a bubble with all with however many regional sites that you would have to have to make this all work? I don't know. It's mind numbing to think about. I'm sure that everyone, I'm sure there's a a, a section of these people that all believe that it will go according to plan. Like mm-hmm. you said, this is bogus, and that's yeah. my opinion. And I'm well, sorry. The, yeah. yeah. Well, the section of the people are the people that just have like egos about it all. And I like, that's what ultimately what the NBA's problem is, is like how we can't have a season where we don't crown a champion. We can't lose this much. Like we have to, what do you mean we have to cancel the season? We can't cancel the season. We're the NBA. And, I feel like that's the same way with with even the college football people. They're like, what do you mean we can't have football? What do you mean Auburn's not going to play Alabama? Auburn has played Alabama (laughs) every year. We played through wars. Yeah. We played through depressions. Yeah, I'm not gonna let some hey, virus. Hey, Sonny, you know what happened in 1940 yeah. at the Rose Bowl? We yeah. played in Duke. We played in Durham. <laughs> right. You're like, what? we'll find a way. We <laughs> always have. You're like, why are uh, you guys playing football? 
Yeah. And then meanwhile, like everyone else that's like paying attention and all the scientists are like, this is a bad idea. We should not do yeah. this. Um, but yeah, I, I, what, what about, what about just, uh, if we're throwing out stupid ideas that are never going to happen, what about yeah, just do, do it. it, let every team and then say, make the whole season, just one big NCAA tournament. Um, see the teams based on how would we, what's, what's the fairest way to do that? Kim Palm. <laughs> Just look. Just look at. That's it. Look That's at the, the look answer. at the preseason Kim Palm rankings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seed them that way, <laughs> and then just have a three hundred fifty whatever. And, and, and have Doctor Fauci read out <laughs> <laughs> what teams are playing. <laughs> That's it. That's college basketball. The selection show is Greg Gumble with Doctor yeah. Fauci, <laughs> and the sixty eighth team is. The Iona Gales, Rick Pitino's gone. <laughs> Rick Pitino is fist bumping at home by himself. <laughs> uh, That's gonna I, be great. I, I uh, when when Pitino chimed in with his thoughts on the on what college basketball should do, it reminded me Rick Pitino is technically a college basketball. Coach. He's, he's the head coach at Iona. I, I kind of forgot that. Like I saw he tweeted about it, and I was like, "That's interesting that he has thoughts on uh on what the college basketball." Uh, season should look like and i was like oh yeah that's right it's because this, he's a coach this, this man has vested interest this man do never never forget jim valvano jimmy v started at iona and rick mm-hmm. patino is at iona now there is star power in iona there he's is gonna, it's a sleeping giant as they would say <laughs> and uh rick patino is there to make it happen um shout out to dickie v for for putting the idea out there before yes. patino though beat him to the Beat him to the punch. Did you see Dickie V did the uh, – he did a mask uh, uh, PSA, and he had he did not have his nose covered in his mask with his mask. Then he, then he deleted it. And then, then he, he deleted it and redid one. a new one. Yeah, poor guy. Poor guy. We're pulling for him. Great. He is the king of Periscope, though. I mean, I, I honestly – I don't know what Periscope's evaluation is, but Dick Vitale must be invested <laughs> in it because, man, he's always on Periscope. And I appreciate him putting out the message. Thank you, Coach. Um, Any shout-outs, closeouts? What do you got? Man, shout out to Maya Moore. I mean, I know this mm-hmm. is a, yes. a, we're a basketball podcast. I mean, Maya Moore was a beast on the basketball court. She was like UConn to me, like Tarasi 2.0 just came there and just balled out, won championships, and it was one of the greatest champions we've seen. I had heard, you know, when she left the WNBA, it didn't get much coverage, you know, and then I saw today uh, she saved someone from having a 50-year sentence that was actually, uh, mm-hmm. you know, an innocent guy. So uh, shout out to Maya Moore. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, amazing story. That is – literally my biggest nightmare is yeah. uh, being being wrongfully convicted and sent to prison and like that is a cause that is uh is awesome that that people work towards that because i i oh my god i cannot imagine shout out to jonathan irons by the way that's the guy that was that was released from prison jonathan irons, um, yep, thank you it, 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 i'm glad he's out <laughs> yeah, that I, was gonna, I mean like, yeah I, if you want to watch a movie that i really mess with you just mercy that just came out with jamie fox michael b jordan it's a great movie and jamie fox is is wrongfully incarcerated on death row in alabama and it's helpless you know what i mean like it's, it's it's staggering. staggering I, I, I can't even find the words to like describe yeah. what I would feel because like, I, yeah, it's, I, I can't imagine. So to yeah, have resolve in those situations, you yeah. know what I mean? And have someone like Maya Moore stick their neck out for you. Like that, that takes a lot. So it really does. It takes a special breed of guy to like, keep your resolve, keep the faith, keep the, the vision of it all because yeah, it'd be very to keep easy your to humanity just, to just succumb to the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out my more. We need, we need someone who's, who's more, more qualified to do so to come on our podcast and break down the greatest UConn players ever. Mm. Who's, who's the, who's number one. Is it Tarasi? 
Is it Maya Moore? I, I think it would be Maya Bri- Moore. Is it Brianna Stewart? She was like, oh yeah, Brianna really Stewart. Good, yeah, right? those are. I mean, that's the hard part with them. I mean, the, there's so many different know, UConn like, eras of well, champions. I, like, yeah, you can't compare resumes either because it's like this person won yeah. four national titles. This person won four national titles. This person. Like, I, I don't know. Um, it's basically like point differential. Let's go to Kim Pom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kim Pom breaks it down. <laughs> What does Kim Pop have to say about it? Uh, I want to shout out to Duncan Robinson, who uh, oh, nice. is quoted as saying that he is well-equipped to play in empty gyms. Uh, that was his quote uh, as it pertained to the, this Orlando bubble. Mm-hmm. Friend of the program, Duncan Robinson, taking a shot at Michigan, I believe. That's how I read it. Um, taking a shot at the Chrysler Center, the, the, uh, the horrible Michigan fans. Uh, wow. I, I, I don't know what happened there. Maybe he's upset that he came off the bench his senior year. I don't know. But trouble in paradise in Ann Arbor. Duncan Robinson taking a shot. I am well equipped to play an empty gym, he said, Tate. I can't believe this. I mean, I do like the idea of guys getting excited about the AAU atmosphere. I saw Mark Upholds was like, man, I love AAU basketball. That's when I was balling out. So I'm excited to play with nobody watching me. Um, yeah, that, was, but, that was the last time I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's like, that's when I was a winner. That was great. Uh, same with Ben Simmons. Everyone's like, this is going to be awesome. Uh, but for Duncan, and for the purposes of this show, never forget, Duncan Robinson came on this show early on in the process, <laughs> and we asked him about this, uh, and he was put on the spot. We, oh, apo- no. we just, I want to formally apologize for that because at the time, even, even we weren't as uh, attuned to what was ahead, and uh, we asked him, we put him on the spot. So he, he's, get, he's putting too many quotes out there. Duncan, stay low. Stay You're, low. <laughs> you said never forget. I'm going to actually completely disagree. Please I'm going to say please forget. <laughs> On the contrary, do the exact opposite. Please forget that that was said. Hey, hey, uh, we tried. I want to shout out uh, TBT starts this weekend. Tate, who do you got? Do you got the Buckeye alumni team? You have overseas elite. Uh, you have the tournament's not actually going to get finished. We're, COVID-19. You, you <laughs> I have COVID-19 um, undefeated. No, I mean, honestly, I am excited to see what it looks like. I, uh, I'm i pulling for Romeo Travis's team. That's my uh, that's my pick. I it's saw a, Romeo. Yeah. Do you know what their team is? I don't, I don't oh, remember. I have no idea. But I saw him walk into the gym, and he was like, I'm, I'm about to ball out. And then they were like, is LeBron watching? He said, yeah. And I don't know if LeBron is watching, but I liked how he didn't pause at all. He was like, yeah, of course he is. I'm playing yeah. in it, and we're still boys forever. And then it made me think of more than a game. 2007 is a great documentary. So I was like, I'm pulling for Romeo Travis. Um, I'm going to try to watch, but I'm really going to watch. Are they doing the hot dog contest? Because shout out to Joey Chestnut. That is. So. Yeah, it's supposed to be the fourth, right? Are they doing it? I don't They're know. Doing, we, like, we need we need some I think they are because like, I've seen – but how would they do it? Because like, I've, I've seen some a, a, a little bit of publicity. I've seen like people kind of talking about it, but I haven't paid attention to how they're going to do it. Like, There's no mm-hmm. way they're going to Coney Island and all hit, no. standing shoulder to shoulder. No. What, what are you just like in your kitchen and you live stream it? Well, then you can cheat, right? I mean, I don't know how it yeah. works. Uh, but all they, I just want to make sure they have the introductions, right? That's all That's all I really care <laughs> about. I don't even care about the hot dogs or any of that stuff, but I want the wrapping. I want the introductions. I want I want all of the, I want the scene. Because I'm not, I'm not at the beach for the first time since like 2014 or something like that when I was out in LA for the first time. And my parents were down there. It's just like a, such a moment watching the July 4th hot dog being out on a beautiful day uh, on the beach. And now that's all gone. Um, I have a I have a fix for uh, an an unsolicited fix for the hot dog eating contest. Um, here's here's what I think because for me it's sort of ever since Kobayashi he had a, he had a beef with no pun intended he had beef with uh uh the whatever what's the organization that runs the thing he he basically was like Nathan's no no like the world <laughs> no I'm kidding sorry the world the world eating eating yeah, yeah, championship yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. he came and protested that one yeah. year that. 
I yeah, remember. so ever since Kobayashi left, Joey Chestnut's never really had like a real challenger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of gotten boring. It, it, Joey Chestnut's competing against himself. He's, yeah, he's his he's, own record. Chasing yes. the ghost of Joey Chestnut. Yes. Uh, so we need something to shake it up. 70 get, dogs. 70 get more eyeballs dogs. on this thing. My idea, Tate, is I say they eliminate the barf rule. I think you're, you should be allowed to throw up. I think you should, however many hot dogs you put down and then you throw up. That's, that Amer- is- America's not ready for that, Marcos. <laughs> They're not. They're really not. They're not ready for the people that would take that rule. Like, that's the thing. Like, the comp- the world eating competition, like, committee, whatever should, they call themselves, they are not ready for that. Because the cleanup, the cleanup should be, the like, the custodian, like, awards. You know what I mean? Like, where they're just like, yeah. this is, like, how we, like, see who's the best custodian in America. And, like, they, like, battle it out and they clean up the throw up after the fact. My idea in the middle of a pandemic is just have guys barf all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's healthy. That's healthy. But uh, I think – Shout out uh, to Nathan's Hot Dogs. They are great hot dogs. I hope everyone has one tomorrow. Uh, or what? I don't even know what day it is at this point i'm we're, I'm slowly losing it i mean that's why i want basketball to come back you mentioned tbt i'm like i need to watch a game of basketball so i can have something to be like that makes sense to me that happened i want to start my own hot dog eating contest where you're allowed to puke and uh yeah, just, it, every, everyone knows what they're do signing it. up right, for. right that movie right that movie of you starting that league and then incept yourself in it Guys just put down like 30 hot dogs, they turn and they just yak it all up and then they could keep going, dude. You could put down like, if you could puke, you could easily like 90, 100 hot dogs, I think. Yeah. In 10 minutes. For sure. For sure. Uh, Anything else before we go? Uh, Shout out to Ray J. Uh, I just got my Raycon headphones. uh, It's delivered here. So shout out to Ray J. I just like, I still can't get over that's our sponsor and I, and I will never get over it because it's just so (laughs) hilarious. Uh, my it. last, my last shout out, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I oh yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I love I, that you're tweeting about golf now. This is dude. This I'm is all great. in on golf. I'm a big golf guy. I've been golfing a lot more since I moved to California because the weather's great all the time. So I, I get out there a lot. Um, and so it makes me watch it more because I'm trying to pick up some tips. And my tip I've learned from Bryson DeChambeau is get fat and smoke the shit out of the ball. And yeah. that's what uh, I'm yeah, going to try to do. Try to apply my. Game. I I am locked. At, like I'm not even cheering for him, but I can't turn away. That's it's it's a weird place to be in where I'm not even cheering against him. I don't know what I'm cheering for. I just have to watch. I just have to watch like him swing out of his shoes and the commentators are like, I don't know how he's not breaking his knees in half, yeah. swinging this hard and all that. Yeah. I don't know. It's electric. I can't I can't turn away. So shout out Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, I remember the first crop of guy like Camilo Vijegas and JB Holmes and Bubba Watson, they, those guys all came in, they were just boomers, you know. And it was just like <laughs> yeah. these guys don't even care where the ball goes. They're just like trying to like swing a, a, a golf club 150 miles per hour and see what happens. And Bubba Watson was like hitting hooks like 30 yards like over yeah. trees bringing them back in. And that's what golf's supposed to be. It's supposed to be creative. It's supposed, it's supposed to, be to be fun. Yeah, and let's have that. some fun out there. That's some fun, boys. Uh, but Bryson DeChambeau, like being the world's biggest dork, because like he plays golf like a guy who's wearing well, like, a jean jacket with his yeah. sleeves cut off should be yeah. playing. Yeah. He should he should have like a barbed wire tattoo, and he doesn't. He's like the biggest dork on earth, and it just it's it it breaks my brain watching. When it. is golf gonna get his John Daly back? Like I, I it's know. gonna be John Daly's son, I'm sure. But like I I really we they need that character because like there's no one that's fun you know there's no one that, that's just like well, that regular guy i'm winning this tournament oh shucks i mean maybe dustin yeah. johnson dj is probably the closest because he's Myrtle beach is, Myrtle it, Pat- beach, something is it patrick reed that everybody hates yeah i mean there's a lot of people that everybody hates um i mean i'm trying to think about rory rory sabatini is probably the most hated golfer on the tour of all time i would say rory sabatini would be my vote mm-hmm. um 
I remember he made Bing Crane like cry one day at, at TPC Sawgrass because he was like, "You gotta hurry up and hit your ball, dude. This is golf. Like, leave me alone." And he happened to be playing bad that day. Uh, yeah, man, we. Maybe we start talking about PGA Tour events. Uh, yeah, I would, I would be down. I'm watching every right, every event. Good. I put it on. Uh, that's that's the, our last shout. Shout out to us, it. the future golf. Yeah, yeah the future. The, the moment that the NBA announces that, that basketball's canceled, we're pivoting full time to yeah. a, a PGA podcast. Um, but until then, good luck to Adam Silver. Good luck to all the NBA guys. Good luck to MLS. Good luck to every commissioner on earth who mm-hmm. uh, is trying to convince people that this is this is fine. <laughs> this is all fine this is all fine it's all going to work out that's it that's the show happy belated canada day to all the canadian mm. listeners out there happy birthday to larry david i know he's listening he turned mm. 73 today mm. and uh happy fourth of july to all our american brethren have a have a safe weekend do not get coronavirus wear a mask do not blow your hands off do not do a jason pierre paul stay safe out there everybody it's a very dangerous time don't be stupid <laughs> stay safe <laughs>